just now scanned an article. What's that noise? Just a second. Sorry about that. I heard a sound that it sounded like a mouse uh, was in my phone. Uh, you never know with devices these days. Anything could happen. Um, anyway, I just now read an article by a, uh, a, a lecturer in marketing at Melbourne University. And it was regarding branding, but specifically with the brand that was Sussex Royal. Now, I happen to have done an episode on that. And since I did that episode, uh, the Queen, perhaps as ordered by Parliament, has banned uh, Harry and Meghan from using the word royal in their branding. I think they have anyway. And in any case, she can strip them of uh, the title, you know, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex anyway. You know, she can knock off Sussex and she can knock off Royal you know, if she wanted to. And this was a joke that my father-in-law made the other day. Uh, he comes from Dagenham in what I thought was Essex, but uh, my cousin who lives over there in London uh, said, no, it's actually in... East, East, East London. Yeah. It's actually in London, uh, Dagen, Dagenham. Yeah, I think, I think that's what he said. Anyway, my, um, my uh, father-in-law uh, suggested that the Queen make them the Duke and Duchess of Dagenham. <laughs> and then he started fashioning himself as the Duke of Dagenham. And uh, he's been walking around saying he's the Duke of Dagenham now. Uh, but anyway, I read this article... And it reminds me that, um, you know, I haven't read the whole thing, but I scanned it. You know, you scan things. And it looked, it was so brilliantly written that I thought, in a complete departure from my normal episode, uh, all my episodes so far have been me just speaking from the top of my head. No research, no planning, no anything. You know, some often, very often, not even knowing what. I was going to talk about when I started the episode. And then, you know, after about a few minutes, um, I started to work out what I was talking about, you know, a stream of consciousness. Um, but anyway, this article was brilliantly written and, um, and the guy knew what he was talking about and all that sort of thing. Uh, so I thought I'd just read it out. A, lot's, a lot of water has gone under the bridge, or some water has gone under the bridge, as I said, since I made that episode. Because in that episode on uh, Sussex Royal or whatever it was, uh, you know, the, uh, Harry and Meghan and all that, wanting to brand, wanting to brand uh, Sussex Royal as their sort of brand outside the royal family. Um, and you know, in my episode, I, I, I suggested or argued that, hang on... Um, don't both those brand names, if you like, Sussex and Royal, don't they both belong to the people of England? You know, they don't belong to Harry and Meghan, you know. I argued that, you know. Um, okay, uh, but the problem with listening to a podcast by someone like me is I'm just, as I say, 
doing a stream of consciousness. You know, it's a lot of words for very little information. It's more about the sound of my own voice. And as I was scanning this article, it reminded me that um, when people do take some care in putting something into the public domain, like this bloke has, you know, he's probably um, carefully drafted this article. Well, absolutely he's carefully drafted this article. Uh, it, um, it, uh, it, it gives you a quality read. Whereas when you listen to me, you're not getting you're not getting a quality read. You can listen to me for an hour, and really only hear one or two things that might be useful to you, and a couple of jokes maybe. Yeah. Um, but all in all, the most you're getting is the sound of my voice. Uh, now, luckily, this podcast isn't written for anyone. Oh, sorry, written, <laughs> uh, spoken for anyone to. Um, here, yeah, other than myself, I've, uh, I'm speaking it for myself. I don't want listeners and all that sort of thing, so I'm not actually wasting anyone's time because I haven't got any listeners. But, you know, in theory, if, if, I, you, know, if you were tossing up whether to read something by me or just jump on the internet and read something by someone who's put a bit of effort into it, and you'll get a much better read... Um, the amount of quality information that this person has brought has put into this article um, would take me a thousand episodes uh, to get to, and I wouldn't even get there because I, you know, I haven't even got the um, comprehension of what branding is all about that he has because he's a marketing expert. Okay, now, so I thought I'll give this episode over to that guy, just uh, and as much as anything, it'll illustrate how good. A lot of other stuff out there in the public domain is, and I mean this, compared to what I'm putting on the public domain, out in the public, out into the public domain. Excuse croaky voice. Uh, I just woke up. Right, I'll just read, and I may get interrupted, and um, and um, and then I'll finish it off if I do. I have to find it first. See, this is another thing I do. I waste your time by looking for stuff on my phone. Because I'm speaking into my phone as well as, where is it? I'm reading from my phone. All right. And there's a lovely, it's on the ABC News. Um, there's a lovely picture of Harry and Megan there. And underneath that image, because you have to have an image with an article these days. Even if you haven't got an image, you have to find an image. Yeah. Um, okay. Without the royal, what does their brand actually stand for? Question mark. And the heading of the article is, There is a gaping hole in the Sussex brand where royal once sat. Because it's about the brand Sussex Royal. Opinion by Michael Carrington. Posted 29th of February 2020. I didn't know there was going to be a um, 29th of February this year. But of course, there's an Olympics on. But there might not be an Olympics now because that might get cancelled due to coronavirus. And um, and if it is cancelled, do we lose our 29th of February? 
you know, because the leap year is always attached to uh, the Olympics, isn't it? That's the way a lot of people think. <laughs> All right, let's get on to it. Um, oh, another example of that is public holidays, you know. People say, well, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you can't have Christmas Day off, you know, because, you know, you don't, if you don't want to believe in Jesus, don't have Christmas Day. You know? uh, but they're missing the point that uh, the public holiday that is Christmas Day, uh, Christmas Day is attached to the public holiday, but, you know, um, it's the public holiday that's paramount. It's, it's not, it's legislated, you know, it's not Christmas Day. It's not, Jesus didn't cause the public holiday. The public holiday is sacrosanct. And um, if we switched religions, that could be Ramadan Day tomorrow, but we're still going to have the public holiday no matter what. You know, we could make it, um, you know, we could switch it to the 26th and call it um, Boxing Day Test Day, you know, if we wanted to. Right. Oh, we've already got a public holiday for Boxing Day, but you know what I mean. Okay. <clears throat> By Michael Carrington. Okay. The quality starts now, and you'll notice uh, the immediate kick-in of quality. Prince Harry and his wife Megan may have stepped back from royal duties, but it appears they have no intention of stepping back from the limelight. Indeed, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have been very busy building their brand identity posting on social media, press, uh, releasing press statements, speaking at public, uh, private engagements. Uh, see, I'd better get my reading cap on, or I'll go a bit faster. Speaking at private engagements and submitting patents for all manner of merchandise under their brand Sussex Royal. Now that the Queen has decreed the Royal be taken out of Sussex Royal, the rug has been pulled out from beneath Harry and Meghan's royal branded ambitions. This raises an interesting question. Without the royal, does brand, just call me Harry, and Meghan, have the cachet to bring in the cash? Subheading, what do Meghan and Harry stand for? Celebrity is the new cash cow on the block. Our dominant role models um, were once heroes celebrated for their achievements. Contemporary role models are increasingly drawn from celebrities who are seemingly ordinary, sometimes devoid of talent other than their ability to self-promote, yet highly visible. In the digital age of Instagram influencers and YouTube vloggers. There are fortunes to be made through likes and followers. Upward of US $1,000 per post. Celebrity success and brand identity are intrinsically linked. There are brands that potential sponsors will be clawing over each other to be associated with, and brands that these sponsors would not touch with a barge pole, such as the Tiger Woods brand in the aftermath of the golfer's infidelity scandal. Sussex Royal carries all the social, social media hallmarks of a celebrity brand. The question for Harry and Megan is, 
Without the royal, what does the brand stand for? Subheading royal is important for a reason. Brands are intangible products as they reside entirely in our minds. They are represented by what we believe the brand stands for. And just as importantly, what the brand doesn't stand for. Scrolling up. There's ads. The brand owner, open brackets, or their legions of advisors and consultants, close brackets, creates an ideal brand identity, open brackets, such as ideal values and personality, close brackets, comma. And we as consumers of this brand form our own brand image that may or may not align with the intended brand identity. In its initial inception, Sussex and Royal were front and centre of Harry and Megan's brand identity. While Sussex grounds the brand in a tangible peerage, Royal takes the brand into a level of prestige that is desirable yet unattainable, a desire that can only be satisfied by buying into the brand. With the Royal removed, and even Sussex on potentially shaky ground, uh, yeah, that's, that's what my episode was about, you know, sort of predicting that. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a prophet for predicting that. Yeah. There was only me in the world who noticed all that, by the way. Yeah, that, that didn't seem right. Me and about four billion other people. <laughs> you can feel like a prophet and not be a prophet at all. Okay, back to this article. Um, start that paragraph again. With the royal removed and even Sussex on potentially shaky ground, with public calls for Harry and Meghan to also lose their Duke and Duchess of Sussex titles, the very core of what Harry and Meghan stood for as a brand is at risk. What remains is at best unclear and at worst vacuous. Right. Subheading. Immersing ourselves in the celebrity circus. Just as corporate sponsors want to associate themselves with brands that reflect and enhance by association their own brand image, individual consumers also ask themselves... Does this celebrity reflect who I am or who I want to be? Celebrity brands are attractive because they are relatable and or desirable. But this desire for self-enhancement is not the only reason we watch and follow celebrities. We also watch celebrities because we want to be entertained and to escape into their lives. To momentarily, momentarily, Uh, Immerse ourselves in the celebrity circus. This immersion, however, is not always positive for the celebrity brand. It can be a public spectacle played out on social media and the popular press where celebrities are mocked and stripped down to reveal an identity that is not desirable. These are the celebrity brands the potential sponsors to distance themselves from with the pointy end of the barge pole. He mentioned that before, that's right. Sub 
heading. A brand built on wokeness. Wokeness. See, even I know what wokeness means. I should do an episode on that one day. <clears throat> no, don't think I will. Because um, even the word annoys me. <laughs> All right. The question for brand Harry and Megan, the Sussex without the Royal, is whether corporates and consumers will continue to perceive this as a brand that reflects who they are or who they want to be. The Sussex Royal brand was built around the idea of wokeness, an idea supported by Harry's speech at the 2019 Google Climate Change Conference and their many Instagram posts referencing their environmental and social concerns. But this has already been tarnished. Harry and Megan were accused of environmental hypocrisy. Environmental hypocrisy after they were found to have travelled in private jets. I wonder if they passed Paul McCartney going the other way in another private jet. <laughs> um, the situation was a brand manager's nightmare. Sponsors and consumers alike will already be wondering if this tarnish will rub off onto their own corporate and personal brands. Subheading. Crisis and Rebirth. Rebirth. There are two key points at play in this scenario of brand crisis and potential rebirth. First, fame is fleeting. Ooh, good alliteration there. To thrive, brand Harry and Megan must be visible in the public eye and remain in social media feeds. This visibility comes with risks. The brand has a gaping hole where Royal once sat. Without substance, the brand that remains may be relegated to the celebrity circus that is daily fodder for the popular press and avoided at all costs by sponsors who bring in the cash. Secondly, Harry and Megan must invent, reinvent their brand on a clear foundation of substance. Using Harry's active patronage of the Invictus Games and Megan's support for the welfare of vulnerable women, for example, will be critical. That's interesting, isn't it? Because even if she lost interest in vulnerable women or anything like that, she would have to keep acting the part, wouldn't she? This is just me talking, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep moving. I think Harry is interested in the Invictus Games, and I think she is interested in the welfare of vulnerable women. Looking at her family, probably with good reason. <laughs> oh, nasty. Charlie. <laughs> right, last paragraph. Harry and Megan must now remake their brand. Actually, I think her father seemed, seemed to have given her a reasonable childhood. Actually, I haven't even really been following. Um, yeah, there was there was a whole um, there was a whole sort of period there of gutter journalism that dug into Megan's childhood via the father, you know, and um, 
and I, I basically skipped over. I, I could tell something feral was going on, but I just let it go, you know. It's not her business, you know. Where she grows up, she can't control that, you know. All right, back to the last paragraph. Harry and Megan must now remake their brand, rebuilding from what's left of Sussex Royal, and make sure they are able to shift quickly from celebrity to hero. There you go. And um, that's the end of the article. Michael Hack Carrington is a senior lecturer, lecturer in marketing at the University of Melbourne. Oh, that's very nice. Now, um, I think uh, Megan has offered to do a voiceover for Disneyland, a cartoon or something maybe, and um, give all the proceeds to elephants. Um, see, that's the sort of thing they need to do. And uh, that was a brilliant move, I thought, you know, offering to do a voiceover for Hollywood. Step in the door, you know. But also, it's for the elephants. And how dare, how could anyone question that? <laughs> elephants was a brilliant choice, you know. Who doesn't like elephants, you know? You could pick just about any other cause in the world and um, someone would have a problem with it, but no one's got problems with elephants. Okay, end of episode. That episode is finished, uh, but uh, speaking it uh, reminded me of one extra thing that popped into my head as Harry and Megan were losing their Royal Sussex, Sussex Royal brand. And it was a comment that Harry made after he had been told by the Queen to stop uh, taking the word royal for himself. And um, he, he made the comment that uh, I was informed that I was breaking government rules. Now that's interesting uh, because, um, you know, it wasn't uh, his power to use the word Sussex or Royal uh, wasn't a matter, you know, wasn't at the whim of the Queen. The Queen is not in charge, you know. I've often spoken about this in terms, you know, using salt and pepper shakers and sugar bowls on a table. My GD and I get the sugar bowl and the salt and pepper out on the table and we shift them around and we say, you know, the sugar bowl is the Queen, the salt is the... Um, Parliament, the pepper is judiciary, yeah, and then we get napkins and things, and they can be other things, you know, like other institutions like the media or whatever, you know, um, or sport, you know, and all these, all these um, items on the table, all the institutions of a civilized society, um, you know, should be independent of each other, really, and yet working together. Now, um, so these are the institutions of government. Now, my GD had a friend who said, I really wouldn't want to be part of Australia uh, because, you know, you're all minions of the Queen. And um, yeah, he got that wrong, of course, you know, because the Queen is... Uh, the Queen operates at the behest of Parliament, if anything. Uh, she's not... She's not ruling, you know. They said, we've got a constitutional monarchy. We haven't got a divine right monarchy, you know. Um, this guy came from a country that used to have a divine right monarchy, but we've got a constitutional monarchy, which is a completely different box of frogs. And you know where I'm going with that, I'll finish now.
government rules he broke, Prince Harry. Uh, that, not the Queen's rules, you see what I mean? 